And I consider that to be a blessing for us to be a part of a ministry with uh, someone like Matthew who can um, recognize the fact that we all are Yahuwah's priests and we all have gifts and um, an ability and opportunity to serve. Um, and I, I want to appreciate each of you for being here with me at the feast. It would have been um, a great feast to come before Yahuwah uh, in accordance with his commandments, but it would have been um, not as wonderful for me to come if you all were not here with me. So thank you, and I'm appreciative of Yah and you and Yahusha. Now, um, whenever I speak, um, I, I like to do two things. Number one, I like to, as much as possible, quote scripture. Because um, I don't like to think in terms of myself as trying to explain Yah's word to you. I just want to present it. And I trust that Yah's spirit will do what Yahushua said it would do. It would guide us and lead us and teach us and give us truth. And so that's what I always want. I always want uh, and I always pray to Yah to give me knowledge, wisdom, understanding, love, truth. And I trust that if I diligently seek him and desire truth, that he will give it to me. And that doesn't mean that I believe that I'm 100% correct about anything and everything now, but I believe that in as much as I seek after Yahuwah and his truth, and I trust him to do what his word says, that he will bless me and I will grow in knowledge and wisdom and understanding and truth. And I pray the same for you, and I suggest that you do the same, and that you look at whatever scriptures we cover as Yahuwah's word, and you seek truth and understanding from Yahuwah. So here in John 14, 15, and 17, um, Yahushua is talking to his disciples, and he says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. And I, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And so again, as believers in Yahusha, we've been redeemed by his blood, and we have access to the comforter, Yah's spirit, to help us in this life with our understanding and the challenges that we face as carnal human beings. John 14, 26, he says, The Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So I live my life believing that Yahuwah's Spirit is here within me and helping me to live this life. Um, and so we should all do that. Now, when it comes to curses and blessings, um, many of the things that came to my mind, Matthew and Libby have mentioned, okay? But the basic concepts is 
Yahuwah tells us that if we obey him, we will be blessed. And then if we love Yahuwah and we trust him and, and his greatness, then we know that the things that he has told us to do and the instructions that he gives us are for our good. Okay, so that we can trust him and obey him for our good. Of course, we're imperfect and we may fail sometimes in that, but we have a remedy for that, right? When we sin in disobedience to Yahuwah, all we need do is acknowledge our sin, confess it to Yahuwah, ask him for forgiveness, and then do better in the future in our efforts to obey him. And again, it's not, let's be clear, we all are clear, we cannot in any way earn salvation. We cannot in any way um, earn righteousness by our good deeds and our works. Yahuwah's word tells us that all of our so-called righteousness is as filthy rags. We are redeemed by the blood of Yahusha. He is our Messiah. He is our Savior. He is our Redeemer. He is the, our access to Yahuwah. He is our access to all of Yahuwah's blessings for us. So, again, obeying Yahuwah leads to blessings. So we see here in Deuteronomy 21, when the Israelites were about to go into the promised land, and they're being reminded of some of the things that Yahuwah has told them. It is stated, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of Yahuwah thy Elohim, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that Yahuwah thy Elohim will set thee on high above all the nations, and all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee, and thou shalt hearken unto the voice of Yahuwah thy Elohim. So obedience is what we need in order to be blessed by Yahuwah. And of course you can read all of Deuteronomy 28, but that is what I want to emphasize here, that obedience. And similarly, disobedience leads to curse. So Moses is speaking here with the people, and he says, uh, Cursed um, be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say amen. Now, in Galatians, this is mentioned, and some people say, oh, that means you don't have to do any of the law and blah, blah, blah. Well, it is telling you, when, when, when this was given to the people, they were being encouraged to obey Yah's laws so that they would be blessed. And it was stated that if they did not do all of what Yahuwah had commanded, that then they would be cursed. So, yes, it, is not, it was not possible for the Israelites to be perfect in their obedience to Yahuwah. And therefore, the wages of sin is death. And so the death penalty is what they incurred. But again, we have a remedy, praise Yahuwah. In his love, he has provided Yahusha to redeem us from the curse of the law. And that curse being the death penalty that we earned by our failure 
to obey him. Disobedience leads to curse again. Deuteronomy 28, 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of, the, of Yahuwah, to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken... Oh, that's the same one. I forgot to delete it. But that's the idea, that we, we want to obey him or else we are cursed. Now... Again, I've already said that even though we know that we need to obey Yahuwah, we also know that we have been redeemed by the precious blood of Yahusha from our sins when we have been disobedient. And that is something that I want us to keep at the forefront of our mind, that um, no matter what we're facing in our life um, whether it's from generational sins or our own sins or other people sinning against us, whatever we're facing, that we are not without hope. Yahuwah provided for us through Yahusha. And by his blood, we've been redeemed and we've been given an opportunity that not everyone has. So even when people are sinning against you, remember, um, those people also are facing some of the same challenges that you're facing. They too may have generational sin. They may have sins that they, they are dealing with from their fathers and their forefathers and whatever we're dealing with, but we have Yahusha and they don't. And that's the big picture that I want us to see is that It, let me say, Matthew has given me an opportunity to speak to you four times, including today. So in um, three of those presentations, I'll be expanding more, the first one, on what, what does it mean in terms of our status as the redeemed and why Yah has called us and what he is preparing us to do. What is the big picture? What is the purpose? Okay? So part of that is I'm going to say he didn't call us to cry in our soup, right? We're going to find that he called us so that we could be equipped to do work, to serve. And this feast and all these holy days, I believe, are about reminding us that we are preparing to be kings and priests in Yahuwah's kingdom. We are preparing to serve in Yahuwah's kingdom. So whatever we are facing, whatever challenges we encounter, it's for our development. It is for our growth. It is for our maturity. All things work together for our good. Yahuwah. Um, does not do evil against us, but he allows things to happen, right? Let's, let's say, for instance, none of us, as is no human, has the ability to choose parents, you know, or siblings, when we're born, where we're born. We don't have any choice in the matter. 
Okay. When we reach a certain age, we have an opportunity to make choices and be responsible for the choices that we make. But who my parents are, what my parents do or did when I was young, before I was born, I have no say in the matter. But also they had no say in the matter. So let's remember that. So again, I won't read all of these verses, but I just want you to, to know that we have a special position, an opportunity. Here it says in Galatians that uh, Yahushua gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of Yahuwah our Father. And of course, that is worthy of praise. So Paul rightly says, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So just remember your calling. Remember your Savior. Remember your redemption. Remember that Yahuwah has given us his Holy Spirit to help us in this life. To equip us for service. We are to put on the full armor to fight and we are to make uh, use of the gifts to serve. Again, we're justified in Yahusha, not by our good works, even though we are called to be obedient, but by Yahusha and his sacrifice and the fact that that holy, righteous sacrifice is and was acceptable to Yahuwah. Again, we're redeemed because there is a purpose. And we're to walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. Walking after the flesh would be disobedience, and that would be what we bring on our curses. So again, the next time I, I speak to you, it'll be about helping us see who we are and why we have been equipped to be priests and future kings and priests in Yahuwah's kingdom. The second uh, time that I speak, it will be about um, forgiveness and the fact that we need to forgive maybe ourselves as well as others and how essential that is to us receiving our blessings, right? Now, we have Yahuwah's Ten Commandments, and of course, we're told that we're going to have no other mighty ones before him, right? And we're not to practice idolatry. And you'll see when you're reading through his word that having idols and other mighty ones before him will lead to curses in our life, okay? And that could be what some of our ancestors, ancestors did because anything that we put before Yahuwah can become or is our idol. Anything that we substitute in his place can be the idol. It could be our jobs. It could be our children. It could be our mates. It could be anything. Anything that we put before Yahuwah will be an idol to us. And we are not to do that. And if we do that, then we can um, be cursed. 
Now, I am going to, in this uh, presentation, since there is the, even though I wanted you to see the bigger picture, the bigger picture, the larger scope, the reason that Yahuwah has us rehearsing these feasts year after year after year, uh, to prep us and to prep our minds for who we're becoming and what we will be doing in the future and what we should be doing now in service to those that Yahuwah brings in our lives. That could be our neighbors, that could be our mates, our children, that could be the stranger that we meet on the corner. We are to be in service now and we are to be in service in the future. And we are to be in training now so that we can be better servants, right? So even though that's what I'm um, going to be focusing on on the next um, few presentations, this one, I am going to share some information that I got from a gentleman by the name of Derek Prince. I ran across him um, about a year, year and a half ago. I think maybe the first presentation or teaching that he gave was a teaching on marriage. And I must confess, I thought it was the best teaching, even though I'm not married, so I didn't need it in direct application. I thought it was the best teaching that I'd ever heard on marriage. And I think he tries to give you a practical way to apply what we read in the scriptures. So I read, uh, or I listened to a couple, a couple of times, I listened to his presentation entitled Breaking Generational Curses. And again, anytime you listen to anyone, me, Matthew, Derek, any human, you're always supposed to what? Compare what they say with Yahuwah's word and compare it. And we know what truth is. Yahuwah's word is truth, right? So no matter who says whatever they say, if it doesn't line up with Yahuwah's word, you would be wise not to accept it. <laughs> right? But if it lines up with Yahuwah's word, no matter who says it, then you can count it as truth because Yahuwah's word is truth. At least that's the way I operate, right? So um, for that purpose, I can listen to and look at just about anything because everything, it, it doesn't matter who it is, I'm going to compare it to what I read in Yahuwah's word. I'm going to pray and ask Yahuwah for wisdom, knowledge, understanding. I'm going to trust his Holy Spirit to lead me, teach me, and guide me into truth. And if it lines up with my spirit, and I believe that it is from Yahuwah, then I can accept it. If it does not line up with my spirit, and I do not believe it, it, it is from Yahusha, uh, Yahuwah, and it's not in the scriptures, I don't care who presents it, I can reject it also. <laughs> That's just the way I operate, okay? Now, I know sometimes from the Baptist churches and the other churches, uh, the minister, some people put their faith in the minister, right? The minister says it, what my minister said, or they just don't know, but the minister said, and I'm gonna follow the minister. I don't do that very well. Matter of fact, my last fellowship um, before becoming into a sacred name movement, I was asking the minister too many questions. And I was showing the minister too many times where what he said didn't line up with what I was reading in my word. <laughs> and I, you know, he got tired of me, right? <laughs> but that's just the way it works. 
I'm reading the book and I believe the book. My faith is in Yahuwah. Now, that doesn't mean that every time that I think I have the correct understanding, I have the correct understanding. But I am teachable. I can be corrected. When Yahuwah shows me something different than what I believe, I am more than willing to change. I am not locked in on anything other than what I believe to be the truth. And if he shows me that I'm wrong, I have no problem confessing and changing and thanking him for the new revelation. And I would hope that you feel the same way. Because if I wasn't that way, I'd still be a Baptist, right? <laughs> All right. Praise Yahuwah for his goodness. So Derek Prince has this teaching on breaking generational curses. And I believe he died before August 2020, but this is when the YouTube date was on it. And like I said, I've only listened to a few of his um, teachings, but he tries to have practical application. So today I'm going to give you the practical application he gave for breaking generational curses and the things that he felt that he was um, seeing. And again, you don't have to agree with everything that he feels that is so, but it's something that I'm going to share with you. Now, he says, in terms of blessings and cursings, the way he looks at it is blessings and curses are vehicles of supernatural power for good if they're blessings and they're vehicles of supernatural power for evil if they're curses. He says that the characteristic uh, feature of blessings and curses is that they may continue from generation to generation. So they may have come from your parents, your grandparents, maybe going down, you may be passing it down to your children. A primary vehicle for blessings and curses are words, words that are either spoken or written or that you say to yourself inwardly. Now there's a scripture that says, as a man thinketh, so is he, correct? Now I don't remember where that one is, but someone can, can uh, give us that. But as a man thinketh, so is he. So we, that means we've got to guard our minds, right? That's why Paul talks about the fact that we've got to sometimes forget what's behind us and press on to what's ahead. Because our, 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 our brains can tell us something. And if we're not careful, we can say wrong and terrible and negative words to ourselves that can end up being curses in our life. So we want to be careful of that. And of course, we can speak words that can be curses or blessings on others, like your children. If, maybe if you say to your child, you are never going to do blah, 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 blah. Maybe that will be a very negative impact that could turn out to be a curse. Maybe that's something that, that a parent may have said to you. Okay? We have to be careful about what we say. Curses and blessings can be transmitted by objects. I believe Matthew mentioned that as well. And of course, sin has consequences, right? Yahuwah uh, says that he will uh, visit the sins on, uh, of fathers onto the following generations, but it's not that he is um, punishing you directly for their sins because he says the soul that sinneth shall die and that if you, um, you know, don't sin, then you won't die, right? <laughs> so you are held responsible for your own sins, but there are things, that obviously, let's say, for instance, if you have alcoholism in the, in the family, then 
The father may be an alcoholic, the child may be an alcoholic, the child's child might turn out to be an alcoholic because what? We have environmental influences, right? And then sometimes it may even be um, DNA, as Matthew was saying. Um, you know, you heard of babies being born crack addicted because the mothers were crack addicted. So there are all kinds of things. And then you have just things happening in the household. It could be a lot of division, arguing, fighting. And people may think that that is the way you're supposed to live. I had an experience with that. <laughs> I had a roommate, a brief time, but it seemed like every <laughs> few days she wanted to scream and yell. And I was like, <laughs> that's not my lifestyle. But apparently that was something that may have been in her background that may have come from her home. So things like that can manifest. Somebody may say they have a, a temper. It may be that they haven't learned to control their emotions because that's what was happening in their family. The parents weren't controlling their emotions and so you don't know how to control your emotions. So sin has consequences. Seven blessings in your life, seven signs of blessing in your life. These are the ones that Derek Prince came up with. He believes that these are seven signs that um, you have blessing in your life. He says they're exaltation. You're being lifted up. So you're being lifted up by your peers and others, your job, whatever, you're some exaltation. Um, reproductiveness or fruitfulness. He's thinking in terms of the ability to reproduce, have children. He thinks that is a sign of being blessed in your life. You have health, you have prosperity, you have victory. So that means you have a lot of success. If you have success in the things that you're doing. He says, if you have authority, that is you're making decisions as opposed to just following along or being led along by others, then that's a sign that you have a blessing in your life. And then if you're above, as opposed to under, you have some strength. So I guess we'd say on the top or as opposed to the bottom, right? You have some strength. So he feels that, oops, I apologize. I thought I'd turn this off, but apparently I didn't. <coughs> I thought I turned it off. Okay, so these are uh, his, uh, Derek Prince's seven signs that he thinks are, are proof or indications that you have blessings in your life. And again, blessings will come when you obey Yahuwah, right? When you live in accordance with the instructions that he has given you and he has given them to us, those instructions for our good, because he is a loving creator. He is a loving creator. He has our best interest in heart. And Yahushua said that he desired that we have life and have it abundantly, right? So that is what Yahuwah and Yahushua wants for us, an abundant life, a full life, a happy life, a healthy life, blessing. And when he was talking to the Israelites, he told them, I set before you this day uh, blessing and cursings, life and death. Choose life that you may live. We have a choice, right? It's our choice. But he wants us to choose life that we may live. He wants us to choose blessings. 
He wants us to choose to be obedient that we will live. So some people think that Yahuwah's instructions to us are all done away and they're not relevant and it's a burden and it's yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I see his instructions as for my good because he loves me. Seven signs of cursing, curses in your life. Uh, these are the curses or, or the indications of curses that um, Derek Prince has identified. And they're like opposites of, of the blessings. So that you suffer a lot of humiliation in your life. A lot of humiliation as opposed to exaltation. Maybe there's some barrenness or unfruitfulness. Maybe he mentions women in particular if you're having miscarriages or you just cannot uh, reproduce. Then that may be an indication that you are... Um, have curses in your life. There's sickness, a lot of sickness, especially chronic sickness. There's poverty and failure. And he, is, he does point out that, you know, temporary poverty is not necessarily a curse, but if you're always, in his words, if you're always lacking, if you're always short, if you always don't have enough, then that may be an indication that there may be some type of curse happening in your life. Um, if you are suffering a lot of defeat as opposed to success, if you have a sense of helplessness that you just, you know, you can't do things, you, you, you know, you can't achieve your objective. Maybe you're trying, but it just never happens for you. And then if you have this, a sense of weakness. Now, again, these are his um, summary of what he thinks might be seven signs that there are curses in your life. You don't have to agree, and you may add others, but this is what Mr. Prince uh, said. So he says seven marks of a curse. If you have um, some kind of a breakdown, be it a physical breakdown, a mental breakdown. Some people have emotional, mental, physical breakdown. So he's saying if, if that happens, then that might be an indication of a curse. If there's chronic sickness, especially if it's from, it's a hereditary type sickness or disease, then that might be an indication of a curse. If you have female problems, he mentioned barrenness, miscarriages, things of that nature. Um, if there's a breakdown of marriage and the family, there's family alienation. So if there's a lot of divorce or, um, I guess, broken homes, you, you don't get along with your family. The husband and wife can't get along. The children don't like the parents and vice versa. Then that may be an indication that there's some curse going on in your life. Financial insufficiency, again, poverty for a short time is not, a, not necessarily an indication of a, of a curse. It could be a test, but if it's chronic and always there's not enough finances to meet your needs, then there may be a problem. You may be suffering a curse. Uh, he mentioned being accident prone, accident prone. If you're always having an accident, always hurting yourself, if it's always you that something bad is happening to, even if it's an accident, then that can be an indication that you might be suffering from a curse. If, especially if you're in the environment with other people and they're not suffering these kinds of things and it's always, always, always happening to you. Okay, he mentioned that if you have a history in your life or your family, it wouldn't be you if you <laughs> suicide, but if you have um, members in your family, if it's often that there's suicide or some kind of unnatural death, 
than that he believes could be an indication of a curse. So now here are some verses. Can I get someone maybe to help me and read these verses? Uh, he's saying that these verses, um, we've already read Deuteronomy 28, 15, correct? But Exodus 20 and 4, could I get someone to read that for us, please? Yes, please. Okay, thank you. No, that's, that's fine. So I think he was indicating that observing Yah's Sabbath, he, he believes, is, is important for blessing as well. And the Sabbath in it, did you? That's not, that wasn't Exodus 20? No. Okay, go. Four. You do not make for yourself a item. Okay, so you're not having an idol. But again, we mentioned Yah's commandments before. So all of his commandments can lead to blessing or cursing if we do not obey him. Because we generally said that obedience leads to blessing and disobedience leads to curses. Okay, so, but he, he did emphasize that the big two he thinks really brings curses from Yah, and that is if you are practicing idolatry and if you have other mighty ones before him. He believes that those are curses that Yah himself will put on you uh, if you, you know, practice idolatry. Okay, so Exodus 20:15. What is Exodus 20:15? Thou, Thou shalt not steal. Okay, he mentioned, um, and I don't know if I wrote the verse down, but I think it was, uh, is it Ezekiel or one of those places that um, Yah, Yah said that if you stole or if you did, um, it's sort of like you, 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 um, you were treacherous with your neighbor and uh, maybe if you were uh, practiced perjury, then those things would lead to curses as well. So if you were stealing, if you're practicing um, perjury, you're being um, dishonest with your neighbor. So in Derek Prince's uh, words, he was saying that a curse is like a long evil arm from the past that always trips you up. That's the way he kind of summarized it. Like you, think you, you could be striving for something, you think things are going good, but always there's something, there's some reason that it just falls through. So that's how he summarized that, like a long evil arm from the past that always trips you up. So cause or sources of curses, again, we said disobedience to Yahuwah. So we're not listening and we're not doing what he says. So that can be curses. And if we're breaking his commandments, especially commandments one and two, the one about not having any other mighty ones before him and not practicing idolatry, if we break those commandments, then he believes that those are sure fire ways to end up with the curse in your life. 
Okay, again, sources of a curse, reasons for curses, idolatry, disrespect for parents. He mentions the disrespect for parents and how even in the New Testament, it tells you that if you honor your mother and your father, you will have long days. So he feels that your life will not go well if you disrespect your parents. So that's even if your parents, you think they cheat, treated you wrong or they weren't the world's best parents. If you don't respect your parents, he believes that leads to cursing uh, in your life, curses in your life. So treachery against the neighbor, injustice to the weak or the helpless. And he mentions in particular abortion, but you know, injustice to the weak and helpless, that could be a blind person, that could be a disabled person, that could be anybody. That could be a poor person, that could be someone who just needs help that you are taking advantage of, right? And then he says unnatural sex uh, acts, he believes it leads to uh, curses. And of course, there are Bible verses associated with these that you can look up. Let's go back. Let's see. So again, um, we don't have to read all of these now, but Jeremiah 17, um, he's saying there in 5 and 6 that if, you, if Yahuwah has blessed you and you turn back from Yahuwah's blessing, so you, you go back, you know the truth, you know the way, but you turn back from that, then that too can cause a, a, a curse instead of a blessing. And then he says, in, in his mind, anti-Semitism, you know, being against the Jews. Well, we will say um, cursing the descendants of Abraham is what we'll say, right? That can lead to uh, curses. And then, of course, stealing, perjury. And then he says, lack of generosity to Yahuwah. He doesn't necessarily believe that we are under the obligation that we have to tithe, but he says generosity is toward Yahuwah is good. And that now that we're under um, grace and we've been redeemed by the blood of uh, Yahusha, we should be even more generous. So he thinks uh, stinginess towards Yahuwah can lead to uh, curses as well. All right. Now, the next thing he says, he gives an example of Joshua uh, speaking a curse um, about, um, I believe, a wall or something that had to be, uh, would be rebuilt or a city or something. Um, I don't remember all the details there, but you can go back and look in Joshua 6 and 1 Kings 16. But the, the point he's making is that a person speaking um, for Yahuwah can pronounce a curse like if you do such and such then you can be cursed and he gives the example of joshua and how 500 years later the person did what joshua cursed and that the the results came back on them and and two of the family members of that person died in accordance with joshua's curse so he says um the other ways that you can end up having curses uh in your life is if people in authority in your life uh, speak curses over you or they can also speak blessings over you and so he mentions that husbands has some authority over wives parents have authorities over children you may have teachers and he mentions pastors but I would say you know spiritual leaders maybe have uh, may ha may be in a position of authority and can speak a curse he gives an example of a young lady maybe her father maybe maybe spoke something out of frustration toward her and that the example that he gave was with this particular young woman, the 
thing that her father spoke against in her life was plaguing her decades later. So it's possible for parents to speak curses on their children. He said, um, Derek Prince said that the blessings of a father on a child is second only to Yahuwah's blessing. That your father's blessing is very important on you. And again, in order to receive Yahuwah's blessings, you've got to honor your parents. And, and he gives the example of, um, was it Rachel? Or one of the other uh, women that, that she spoke a curse on herself. Like even in the case of Jacob, his mother speaking the curse, taking it on herself. So he's saying that we can speak curses on ourselves. So be careful about that. I'll never amount to anything. Huh? If you say that, right, that could be a curse in your life, right? I'll never do it. I'm so weary, I could just, you know, you don't want to say things like that. It can, it can, it can be uh, something that attaches to. And of course, Matthew mentioned spirits. Spirits, right, can attach to uh, you because of things that have been happening in your life, in your environment, in your home, in your family. So how to be released from a curse. So this is the practical application that Derek Prince gives in terms of how to be released from the curse. And this is all based upon uh, scripture. Scripture in terms of who we are as redeemed in Yahusha and what Yahusha has done for us in terms of being able to break the powers of the evil world on us and in our lives. If we avail ourselves of the uh, remedy that um, Yah has provided through Yahusha. And so the very practical steps that he gives are these. He says, first, you want to recognize the scriptural basis for being released from a curse. And he gives several um, verses. And I think we should read each of these. And Matthew, I believe, read Galatians 13, 3, 13 and 14 yesterday, I believe. So um, would someone read Galatians 3, 13 and 14 for us, please? So this, this is the scriptural basis for why we can declare release from a curse in our life. Recognizing what Yah has done through Yahusha for our benefit and accepting that. Anybody? Anybody going to read that for me? Anybody? <laughs> 13 and 14. And I hope I wrote them all down right. <laughs> Yes. So he mentions that through faith in Yahusha and the fact that Yahusha uh, took our curse on himself when he died for us, that that, when we're released and by receiving his sacrifice and accepting it and understanding it, then, then we can declare and receive the blessings of Abraham. Okay. Ephesians 1, 7, please. In whom we have redemption 
Hallelujah. So again, we can be forgiven of our own sins, right? Because of Yahushua. And then he goes further. Colossians 1, 12 through 14. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and us into the kingdom of the Son of the Lord. Yes, so we can be delivered from the power of the darkness through Yahushua. Okay, 1 John 3, 8. The one who is sin is of the devil, because the devil is sin from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of Yahweh is manifested, to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Okay, Luke 10, 18. So these are the verses that he provided, and of course there are many others in Scripture, right? These are just some. There are many other scriptures, right? So these are just some. But Luke 10, 19. Hallelujah. Okay, so that's the first thing he says we need to do to be released from a curse is recognize the scriptural basis for being released. So why? So we can go to Yah's word and we can claim that. Sometimes in my prayers, I say to Yah, Father Yahuwah, you said, right? right. Father Yahuwah, you said, right? Because he cannot lie, right? <laughs> so when I remind him what he said, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm saying, I trust you to do what you said because you cannot lie. <laughs> right. Okay, so confess faith in Yahushua, who is our high priest, so, so that we can confess and receive redemption for our sins. Commit yourself to obedience. So, again, obedience leads to blessing, right? Disobedience leads to cursing. So we want to be rid of curses and we want to receive blessings, then we have to commit ourselves to obedience. So that's step number two. Step number three, um, step number three rather. Step number four is confess any known sins by yourself or your ancestors. So you wanna confess your sins to Yahuwah. And, and he says that we are affected by and that should be maybe affected, but we're affected by our ancestral sins. Yah is going to um, punish us for our own sins, but we are affected by our ancestral sins. In order for us to receive forgiveness, the next step is that we have to forgive others because unforgiveness is a barrier to us receiving our blessings. And Matthew mentioned that. I believe on yesterday as well. Because we know that we cannot practice idolatry, we cannot deal in the occult, he says that we are to renounce all contact with the occult by ourselves and or our ancestors. We're to renounce it. And then we're to commit ourselves to getting rid of. So if we were home and we were able to do it right now, if we had something, we'd get rid of it. If we're away, you can commit yourself to being rid of it. 
And then after you've done these steps, you recognize the scriptural basis, you've confessed your faith in Yahushua as our high priest and our redeemer, you've committed yourself to obedience to Yahuwah, you've confessed any of your known sins or any of your ancestors' known sins, you've forgiven others, you've renounced all contact with your cult, and you have committed yourself to get rid of any occult objects or other objects of idol worship, then you can release yourself from curses in the name of Yahushua. You can claim release from your curses in the name of Yahushua. And then after you proclaim release from any curses through the name of Yahushua, then you can confess and expect the blessings of Abraham. So the reason that you want to be released from your curses is so that you can receive the blessings associated with Abraham. So the blessings of what? Life. Kingdom. And all of that. So, Derek Prince points out what we all well know. That Yahuwah blesses us and he blesses us through and by his spirit. He equips us with that. He gives us the ability to overcome through his spirit. As we've said, it is to help us, it is to comfort us, it is to guide us, it is to teach us, it is to lead us. So as a part of the release, uh, Derek Prince um, gave this prayer and he led the people in this prayer. So I will say that this is something that I'm gonna read and you can take it into consideration, but basically all it is is saying what scripture says. For you to acknowledge what scripture says and then to declare it in your own life as a, as a, and believe that when you pray and ask Yahuwah to give you release from these curses, that he will. So he says, Master Yahuwah, now of course he said Jesus Christ, right? And he said on the cross, right? And he said God, right? So I've changed all of that. <laughs> But Master Yahushua Messiah, I believe that you are the son of Yahuwah and the only way to Yahuwah. I believe that you died for my sins and rose again from the dead. That should be dead. And that when you died on the stake, you were, you were made a curse for every curse due to me that I might be redeemed from the curse and enter into the blessing. Master Yahusha, I confess any sins committed by me or by my ancestors. I ask for your forgiveness. I also forgive every person who ever harmed me or wronged me. I forgive them as I would have Yahuwah forgive me. That's a part of the prayer that Yahushua taught. I also forgive myself. I renounce all contact with the occult in any form, and I commit myself to get rid of any contact objects. And now, Master, having received by faith your forgiveness with the authority that I have as a child of Yahuwah, I now release myself and those under my authority from any curse over our lives right now in the name of Yahushua, 
I declare release. I claim it and I receive it by faith in Yahusha. Thank you, Yahusha. Thank you, Yahuwah. Okay, and, and that is the prayer that Derek Prince um, led um, a group in. And of course he says that when you praise Yahuwah for it, that is your declaration of faith that he will do that. Okay, but again, it's just a verbalization of what Yahuwah's word says. It's verbalization of what Yahuwah's word says. So, what are your thoughts? So I say, um, hallelujah, Yahuwah is worthy of all praise. Yes? Yes. And then I want to, I want to finish up in, in preparation and going to where we're going to go in hopefully the next couple of times I have to uh, speak with you. Um, the big picture. I just want us to look at the prayer that Yahushua gave his disciples and this is very small but we all know this prayer right but i'm going to read it to make sure that i don't miss any part of it because i want to emphasize every part of it because i want us to think about it i know we learn this as children and we say it but let's think about it in relation to the big picture okay the big picture so he says um this is the prayer that yahushua taught them Okay, he says here, after this manner, this is Matthew 6, 9, after this manner, therefore pray ye, okay, our Father, which art in heaven. So the big picture is, no matter what we are suffering, no matter who was in our background, right? Yahuwah is our father now, right? So it doesn't matter who our father was. It doesn't matter what our other father did, right? Yahuwah is our father now, right? Okay. And hallowed be his name. His name is to be praised and worshipped and blessed and set apart. His name. Okay, now, what does it say here? <clears throat> Thy kingdom come. That's the big picture that I want you to think about. Thy kingdom come. We're on the earth here now. We're in preparation at the feast for the coming kingdom of Yahuwah. Thy kingdom come. So again, whatever we're dealing with on this earth is temporary. And it pales in comparison to what's ahead for us, right? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Yahuwah's will is done throughout the earth as it is in heaven, then all those terrible things, those curses, all those terrible things will be no more. There are scriptures that say that even the, the creation groans and moans and waits for redemption. That's ahead for us. That's the big picture. That's what we are to look to. Give us this day our daily bread. So what does that say? Yahuwah is our provider. Our provisions come from him. So what do we have to fear? What do we have to fear? What is our lack? Yahuwah has it all. I sometimes say that I'm a daughter, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little rich girl. 
<laughs> My father owns it all. <laughs> the world and they that dwell within. The cattle upon a thousand hills are his, right? My father owns it all. I'm a rich girl. He provides. There is no lack. There is no fear. If we trust in Yahuwah. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So that's the importance of forgiveness again, right? We've got to, he will forgive us as we forgive others. So everybody that did you wrong, no matter who, no matter where, no matter how, no matter to what degree, we have to forgive them in order for Yahuwah to forgive us. So this is, again, the big picture. All of these words in this prayer are so important. And it's to help us see that big picture. And I'm probably just about out of time, which might be why it, it clicked off. <laughs> but okay. So, so we're forgiving our debts and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Again, the Holy Spirit is there to help us be delivered from evil. Yahushua died that we would be delivered from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So again, Yahuwah's kingdom, that's the big picture. And it's not temporary. You know, our life on this earth, you know, if we die before Yahushua returns, it's temporary. On the earth and the, the things that we're suffering. But his kingdom is forever. And that's the big picture. That's what we're looking toward, the big picture. Okay, so I hope that uh, this has been somewhat of a blessing to you. I hope that you can take um, something good from what Mr. Prince shared and that you can have those steps to being released from your generational curses or your sins or whatever is happening in your life. But the big picture is it's about Yahuwah, Yahusha, and our future and how we've been redeemed and equipped and we're being prepared for Yahuwah's kingdom, which will be forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.